Hello and welcome to Hilagan Whiteboard Friday. Today let's look at what is the art of doing an investor negotiations to get a great deal for your uh, startup while when you are raising your fund. So I'm not going to go into details of uh, how much equity or uh, stake that you should be diluting because that's a very different discussion around valuation and stuff. But I'd be focusing more on other points which could actually give you a lot of leeway or give you a great deal apart from whatever numbers you have agreed on to dilution. So the first and foremost thing that comes is uh, the kind of instrument that you are using to uh, allot to investors whether they are equity share, CCPS, CCD or convertible note. In convertible note there is a restriction that only Startup India registered uh, companies can issue it as on date. Uh, CCD is a great way because it uh, majorly is used whenever the investors are trying to defer the valuation. So instead of valuing the company right away. Uh, generally the conversion of debentures to equity is, uh, is pushed to a future event or a milestone. So either when you are raising the next round of funding in that you give certain discount and then issue to equity. So in majority of the cases it is better if you can issue CCD because uh, uh, that would help you to fetch a much more better valuation. Otherwise CCPS is one of the most favorite route for the investors where they get preference shares which gives them preferential rights in things like liquidation preferences and all. And if, if not CCD then my suggestion is if you can convince them for an equity investment where everybody is equal then it is still a great deal. But uh, if the liquidation preferences is something that has been uh, duly taken care of properly then probably equity and CCPS may not have too many differences from an investor's perspective. The second point comes tranches of money. So many time investment happens over multiple tranches rather than a single tranche. So for example, if you are raising $1 million, the investor commits a million dollar but releases say 500k today and 500k at a later date. Now this later date could be depending on a particular milestone uh, that you have promised to the investor or it could just be a time based. So be aware of what the tranches are and if possible if you can get the money in a single tranche great. Otherwise the yeah the lower the number of tranches it is better. And especially when you are raising money on tranches make sure whatever are how it is linked like uh, on what conditions the tranche money will be released because uh, say if, if you have gone for a very aggressive schedule or a milestone just make sure that they are really achievable and keep a close track because if you don't meet those milestones or events then the tranches could be cancelled. So technically even though you have raised a million dollar today uh, you might just end up doing 500k uh, which was the initial tranche that was released. Uh, in a way if you look at it like uh, the, the allotment of shares that is related or that is issued only after the tranche is received. So you don't lose on the dilution or the equity control but then your planning goes for a toss because you are not prepared your money was about to exhaust and you don't have a 
another round of investment ready because you hope that this tranche would come in. So that way it could pose challenges to the startup. So be aware and then take a conscious call of what can be done. Next comes anti-dilution rights. So anti-dilution right is something like when you are raising money from an investor. For example, if you are raising a million for a 5 million valuation today, the investor needs a commitment that for the next one year, two year or the next round of funding or it could be three, four years as well. You will not be issuing or raising money less than $5 million valuation. In the event, if you do so, then you will go back and in, uh, issue investors additional shares so that the new lower valuation is applicable for the investor also. Now, uh, for example, like as I said, you are raising 1 million for a 5 million today and after say 2 years, if you are raising at a 4 million dollar valuation, now you would ask why I would raise at a 4 million. It depends on the situations and uh, of the company, how it has done well and all. But if you are raising at a 4 million dollar valuation, then you have to issue equal no, uh, suitable number of shares so that the investor this round is also treated to be raised at a 4 million dollar valuation. Now what kind of negotiations you can do here? You can uh, don't keep it completely open ended. So any clause that I would talk about my concern is always about open endedness of the clauses. So let it be a time frame driven like after 5 years if the company is uh, allotting shares at a 4 million dollar then you should not be allotting back to the investors. My logic is it is an equity investment, it's a risk investment. To a certain time you do assure which is a fair ask, but it cannot be an indefinite uh, amount, uh, indefinite period of time. So that is one place either a year or two at most or till the next round of funding with a minimum ticket size. So don't do something like a, any amount of funding. So even if you let raise say 50k US dollars, the funding is a funding, so the trigger could get uh, triggered. Uh, so either do something like, okay, if you are raising the next round of funding with a minimum say 250 or a 500k if you have raised a million right now. Then so some kind of clauses which suits your conditions and you think are fair and reasonable, try to see if you can negotiate on that. Next comes the internal rate of return. So this is where the investor expect you to promise certain uh, returns on their investment. So basically if investor is getting in today and if they are exiting say after 5 to 7 years, they say I would, uh, I would expect minimum say 15% IRR. So if that is the case, after 7 years in case the company is not doing great, then you might be liable to pay those additional differences for a 15% IRR or a liquidation preference can be linked to an IRR percentage and say okay whatever we, either 1.5x, 2x or IRR way whichever is higher uh, the investor will take first and then uh, the balance would go to other stakeholders. So again this is an equity investment, this is not a loan, so try to either keep it to zero or the lowest number wherever possible because uh, yeah, investor when they are thinking they are also knowing there is an upside but it's not that you should commit any fixed guaranteed return of uh, return, uh, return to investors. 
Next come liquidation preferences. So liquidation preference whenever the company goes for liquidation, investor may ask which is a fair ask like 1x, 1.5, 2x kind of thing. The idea is whatever lowest you can keep, 1x is a decent ask. So if I have put in a million and tomorrow if the company is getting uh, liquidated for one and half million I get back a million first and then 500k is distributed among remaining guys there are some more advanced variations to it like I get a million first and then 500 also I get a share as to what my holding has been uh, many times it could be one and half two X of my this thing so if it is like one and half X and the company is getting liquidated for one and half million then only the investor gets one and half million nobody else gets anything so these are some finer points so good to review them in detail and see what best you can do here next comes the founders lock-in and vesting so founders are generally expected to stay which is again a fair ask and uh, be aware that every time you go for raising investments and if the game gets bigger and bigger the investors would want you to reset your meter of staying back with the company but it cannot be an indefinite stay so try to cap it anywhere between 5 to 7 years depending on how many times the meter has already been reset. Also your vesting cannot be reset every time. So try to see at least uh, uh, with any new round of investment the max you can go is like if you have already like 4 years down the line you are raising an investment you cannot be expected to have another 4 years of vesting schedule. So how you can negotiate what you feel is reasonable. So try to look at that because if the shares are not vested then technically you don't own that shares. Uh, whenever you are exiting out of the company you may have to uh, give away the stake. Then comes board controls and seats. Now investors many times ask for just a board seat, many times board plus observer. Uh, many times if there is a group of investors they may ask two board seats plus an observer. So just note that uh, it should not be in a dominating position at least in the early to middle stages. So uh, uh, just see that investors representation on the board is kind of under control with the founders otherwise it becomes little difficult for founders to run the day to day activities of the company. As the game gets bigger probably you can uh, look at doing it again. So the next point is about board control and seat. So typically investor asks for a board control. Uh, many times it is just a board seat plus uh, many times it is board seat plus observer. If it is a group of investors they may ask for two board seat plus observer or just the two board seat. There could be multiple combinations which is doable. Now just make sure uh, like uh, you don't lose out complete control to investors on the board. Otherwise, it becomes really difficult for you to manage your day-to-day -day operations. Uh, if you are raising say second or third round, then probably earlier investor may already be on the board. So if the new investor comes, either have some provision for existing uh, uh, the earlier investor director to, to be resigning and going away. So just try to see whatever best controls you can retain at least in early to mid-stage kind of thing as you grow much beyond that then probably you may have to have a bigger board where founders may not have true controls. The next comes is reserve matters. This is a list of items which requires investor approval. Um, 
so things like whenever you are hiring a key employee or if you are making any expense which is beyond a certain dollar amount or if you are buying or selling any assets or IP uh, so there are bunch of things that they would have on the reserve matters so again it should not be so choking that you cannot run your day-to-day -day operations for everything you might have to run to investor for approval that brings real-time admin challenges in running the show so see what makes best sense and what do you think is reasonable here typically uh, we recommend somewhere about 10% of the amount as the cap so if you are raising say a million dollar up to 100k dollar if you are spending it should not require any approval anything beyond 100k should require an approval but that's just a recommendation please take a call what you think would fit best in your case CP and CS items so CP stands for condition precedent and CS stands for condition subsequent CP item is a list of items which has to be closed before you actually receive the money so you will sign SHA shareholder agreement but you won't receive money until you complete CP items so these are some really important things uh, but uh, just take a call what items you think is doable because if it is the longer list it could take more time for you to actually get money into your bank CS is a bunch of items that has to be done immediately after the investment comes in. So a lot of times we recommend if it is not a critical item from an investor perspective or anything else, then you can move a lot of CP items to CS items and ask for reasonable time frame where you can close it. ESOP pool, so if you are at an early stage, you may not have an ESOP pool uh, allotted or created in your uh, cap table so just take a call if the investor insists you might have to create an ESOP first before allotting the shares or if you can defer it because later if you create an ESOP pool everybody gets diluted not just the founders inspection rights is something which investors would have so they could inspect your books and other documents at a very short notice which is a fair ask but just see it is not a very frequent affair uh, and also keep some costs to be incurred by the investor kind of thing if doable. Legal fees, so whenever you are raising the round there is a legal fees associated to complete all your activities and uh, reviewing term sheet, SHAs and all those things. Uh, you can try uh, and you have to bear the cost of legal fees for the investor lawyers as well. So try to keep a cap there or see if you can get a waiver for this depending on the amount that you are trying to raise. Representation and warranties, this is again a long list of items where investor needs uh, warranties that all the things, the data presented are true and fair and if anything goes wrong at a future date, the founders could be liable, the company could be liable. Go through this list and see whatever really makes sense or sensible, keep them, which is too much of an ask. Don't commit a lot where you end up doing a lot of personal liability or a lot of company liabilities. Then timelines for exit. So investor may ask you to give them an exit, guaranteed exit in X number of years. Try to see if that is a reasonable thing, great. Otherwise, see if you want to bargain there as well. That's it on uh, uh, various aspects of investor negotiation. If you have any queries, feel free to reach us at uh, hello at elagan.com. Thank you.